Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, welcome to episode 24. For today's episode, I'm chatting with Alyssa Rumsey, who is a fellow dietitian who promotes health at every size and intuitive eating. And we're chatting about how to navigate diet culture this time of year and New Year's resolutions and diet talk and all of that stuff. Um, So it's a really great conversation um, for, you know, just a reminder for all of us um, about what we can do in those moments that can be really difficult and and how we can set um, intentions for ourselves this year that will work. So I'm excited to share this episode with you. Uh, Before I do that, um, if you have haven't yet and you have a moment to stop over to iTunes and leave a rating on this podcast, that would be super helpful. Um, The ratings, you know, do help people find the podcast. um, So that's helpful. And if you have time to also leave a review, that's much appreciated as well. Um, Yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. So let's go listen to my conversation with Alyssa. All right, Alyssa. So I'd love to start by just having you introduce yourself and kind of what you do. Sure. So um, I am a dietitian and I practice from a health at every size and intuitive eating approach. I'm also a certified intuitive eating counselor. Um, And I have a private practice based in New York City, but I see clients from all over. So I have a virtual practice. Um, and I really help people who are trying to um, overcome and heal from diet culture and work on their relationship with food and get to a better place with food and with, with their body image. So I also do body image work and body acceptance work as well. Awesome. Great. So this topic that I'm interested to chat with you about today um, is basically just like, you know, how to navigate <laughs> this like um, yeah, this New Year's resolution season, and especially for people who are, you know, here listening to um, my podcast, they're probably starting to dabble with these ideas of non-diet or intuitive eating and kind of just leaving dieting in the past. But I know for myself and for lots of people, this is a difficult time of year because the chatter about diets is even louder than it, than it normally is. Um, yeah. I'm curious, basically, just to start by asking you, like, what you what you personally feel like um, the pros and cons of setting resolutions are, and kind of how you work with that. So I, um, so I think the problem with a lot of resolutions. Well, first I'll say, I mean, I do think that it can be, you know, the start of a new year. It's like a totally arbitrary time point yeah. um, in reality, but I do think it can be sort of a good time. Um, to kind of like take a pause and reflect. I always say like before we kind of look ahead, like looking back. So I always like to take that time and reflect on the year prior. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I think that um, 
it can be great to like reflect. And then if you have goals or certain things that you're thinking of, like intentions for the year, um, I don't think those are necessarily a bad thing. I think the problem becomes when, um, you know, a lot of times with resolutions, no matter what their resolution's about, they tend to be very, um, a lot of times like overambitious or things that are not really, not realistic. And then also becomes this like all or nothing of like, you know, this feeling of like failing if I don't hit that goal or hit that resolution. So, um, you know, while I think I like to think of it more like intentions or, you know, something that I want to like kind of put more focus on this year, you know, whether it's a word or whether it's a specific kind of, you know, thing that you're trying to do. Um, and then obviously I, I, you know, have issues with the, you know, the fact that most resolutions, um, New Year's resolutions specifically are around, uh, like losing weight or exercising more or cutting out certain food groups. Um, and you know, that's why we sort of joke that like January is national dieting month because that's like all that's kind of happening. And then for a variety of reasons that I'm sure you've talked about on this show, you know, we know that 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 sort of thing does not work. Um, so that's, that's also the, the issue that I have with resolutions is when they're often wrapped up in those kinds of things. Yeah. And I, I actually like, um, you know, what you mentioned about, you know, sometimes resolutions can, I don't know, kind of tend to be like lofty or like just a little bit unrealistic. And I think especially when, when they center around weight loss or changing your body or like having these really drastic shifts in your diet or whatever it might be, like, although people feel really strongly about them in the moment, they're not actually like rooted in a deeper value for them. So like that's even harder to maintain, even, you know, put aside the fact that diets just don't work in general, but um, I right. think they don't really like have personal value for a person either. Yeah, that's such a good point. I think that that, you know, I do a lot of like value-based work with my clients because I think that that's something that often when you start talking about like what it is that you value and start really thinking about that, you know, these ideas around like shifting your weight and your body size and like food habits, like do not align with those kind of values. So that's such a good point. For sure. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, we've already kind of touched on it, but what challenges do you see for somebody who, you know, is listening to this podcast or has started to dabble into intuitive eating and, you know, thinking about, you know, not dieting anymore? What challenges do you see for that person this time of year? Like what kind of things will, will pop up and make that, that a little bit of a more difficult journey right now? Yeah. So, I mean, we just live in such a diet culture, like year round, you know, we're, we live in this society that tells us that our body size and the foods that we choose to eat reflect our worth as a person. Like that is just the reality of what we live in. But then that's like so exacerbated this time of year, like January 1st, or even like leading up to January 1st, you know, it's just, we're inundated with these like media messages and friends and family members who are, you know, going on these diets or these detoxes or these cleanses or cutting something out for the whole month of January. And, you know, it was interesting because, um, you know, obviously my work with my clients, like we talk about this leading up to it because it's sort of like, they know this is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. All of them this year have been like, I knew this was going to be a thing, but I didn't think that it was going to be that I was going to notice it as much because, you know, we do a lot of work around, building like a diet culture free bubble as much as possible. And they're like, it's still getting in. Like these messages are still (laughs) everywhere. So I think that that's just so exacerbated. And you know, all these like 
you know, new year, new you, which I completely don't ascribe to (laughs) messages that are everywhere. And, you know, even if you're going in with this like solid grounding of what you want to do, or, you know, in that case, like not diet, it still becomes really difficult, you know, because they're just everywhere this time of year. Yeah, for sure. I love that idea of like creating a non-diet bubble. So I'm curious to hear more about that. And my next question for you is, you know, essentially like how can people listening to this podcast, like navigate those tough conversations with, you know, their mom or their best friend or their coworkers when they're chatting about dieting and then, you know, the latest thing that, that they're doing, how, how is, what's the best way to kind of navigate that? Yeah, those conversations can be really tough. They can be really tough, you know, especially if it's someone that you're close with, um, that's in your life a lot. And if it's someone, you know, who is dieting or is, you know, cutting certain things out, you know, I think one of the simplest things to say is, you know, sounds like that's working well for you. Like I'm going to, I'm doing something different or I'm doing what's right for me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, depending on, you know, the person who it is and how comfortable you feel and how open they might be, you know, you can always share more about what it is that you're working on in terms of like not dieting and tuning more into your own body or like whatever it is that you're, you're doing, but there's no expectation that you have to do that. Um, if you, you know, I always tell people like, if you're comfortable explaining more, go for it, but really just like at baseline of like, okay, like glad that that's working for you. Like, you know, I'm going to be doing, I'm doing what's right for me. Like I'm not, not, you know, like I've tried this in the past that doesn't work. So I'm doing something different for me this year. Um, yeah. You know, and I also think the importance of setting boundaries, especially with the people that are like in your life a lot, um, like friends and family members setting boundaries around, like if that, if their conversation is triggering you and is making you feel not good, then like setting a boundary around that, like, look, I'd really appreciate, you know, cause I'm like going through this and I'd rather like, you know, if you can hold off from mentioning, you know, your weight or your diet or, you know, the foods you're cutting out, stuff like that. Like that's totally within, um, you know, the, the realm for you to do is to like set that boundary. Yeah. Yeah. And I also like resetting that boundary because mm-hmm. I've, I've found over and over again that like, you know, I'll really feel that people understand kind of where I'm coming from and what my needs are around, you know, um, not having this, these conversations with me or whatever. And then it'll pop up again. And and I don't think it's them being a jerk. It's them honestly, not truly understanding the depth Mm -hmm. of what I'm I'm talking about. Yes. You know, not being afraid to reset that and and kind of remind people. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Because look, I mean, it's, you know, when it's such like a part of what they're going through, you know, often it's like, it's very well-intentioned. They're not like doing it on purpose, you know, for the most part, I would say. So yeah, it is just like reminding them like, Hey, like, remember I told you this, like really appreciate if you don't talk about it, you know? And again, depending on the situation you're in, like, I know a lot of people I've been speaking with, it's kind of like the work environment right now is really tough because like all their coworkers are doing things. And, you know, in that case, if, you know, any, like, you don't have to stay around that kind of talk. So if there's a way to like get out of the room, even if it's like excusing yourself to go to the restroom or going to get water, like taking yourself out of that conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that's when I talk about creating a diet free bubble, there's many ways to do that, but that's certainly one of them of, Mm -hmm. you know, avoiding 
those conversations if you're not up for like, you know, if it is a group of people that maybe you're not close to and you're not up for maybe having that, you know, somewhat confrontational talk a little bit, then just removing yourself from that situation. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that because I feel like for myself personally, and also with people I've spoken with, I feel like sometimes there's this like deep sense of responsibility that like every time something diety comes up or whatever, um, you know, you have to say something or it's it's your duty to kind of Mm -hmm. like help that person understand. Um, but I think that's way too much responsibility to hold and you're going to kind of it's too much pressure. You're going to crumble underneath it. And there's, there's no reason you have to convince everybody that that's not, that's not the point of your journey through this, you know? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Totally agree. You know, I think with certain people, um, you know, and I mean, I found, I'm sure you found this too, but like I found this too, as I started working in this field of nutrition mm-hmm. and it's like, it's a lot to have this conversation all the time and to like, because yeah. you know, it is very different from the, the typical kind of cultural diet mentality and, and ideas around diet. And it's, you know, so at first it was like feeling like I had to always explain it. And then, you know, there's actually this, <laughs> there was a thread in a Facebook group I'm part of with several dietitians. And we were joking about like, you know, sometimes some people just like make up a different profession because they're like, I don't want to talk about, you know. <laughs> this all the time. So yeah, you're totally right that um, if you are up for it and if it's, you know, especially if it's someone who does seem like maybe you say like, oh, I'm trying this thing called intuitive eating instead. I'm not dieting. And they're like, oh, what's that? Like, I haven't heard of that. Or, oh, I've sort of heard of it. Can you tell me more? Maybe that's your opening, but like not trying to convince every person because not everybody is in the right spot to hear this. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Like when those opportunities present themselves and it's like this perfect situation where someone's super interested, then cool. Perfect. And those will come up. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's a good place to leave that. Um, I'm curious to hear a little bit more too about this, the non-diet bubble, you know, idea that you Mm -hmm. work with clients on. So what else would you recommend that somebody do to, yeah, minimize the diet talk or whatever? Um, so, I mean, the biggest thing for most people is revolves around social media. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's tons of research showing that even just two minutes a day of looking through a social media feed can impact how you feel about yourself Mm -hmm. and people who spent the most time, especially on platforms like Instagram, where it's very photo heavy, had higher rates of anxiety and depression. And so I think that is like a huge one that you can start with is really cleaning up your Instagram feed um, and or Facebook or whatever platform. I find that Instagram is the most, Facebook maybe a little bit too, um, because it's so photo heavy. Mm -hmm. So really thinking about like, okay, how are these, these people that I'm following, how are their messages impacting me? You know, right now it might be kind of subconscious, but like, are you comparing yourself to them? Are these people that are doing, that are talking a lot about diets, about good and bad food, about things you should eat, shouldn't eat? Are they espousing like all these kind of like really restrictive dieting rules? Are they doing before and after photos? Are they, you know, is most of the photos in their feed like them in like a sports bra or a bikini? You know what I mean? Like those things that can trigger this um, comparison and make us feel badly about ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and you know, I talk about this with some people too, because they're like, well, I feel bad. It's like one of my good friends. You can mute them. There's ways to mute them, both on Instagram and on Facebook. So like you're not technically unfollowing them, but you can make it so those aren't showing up in your feed every day. Um, 
And then after you do that, then going back through and diversifying who you're following. You know, it's funny. I've had this conversation with a couple of clients already this week. And Mm -hmm. it's, um, the statistic is something like the 95% of, you know, the people and like the body shapes and sizes and colors that we see Mm -hmm. in media and in social media represent less than 5% of actual people. So, you know, it's less than 5% of people look like that, yet that's 95% of what we see. Mm-hmm. So really trying to take that into your own hands and diversify your feed. So it's more representative of real life, you know, so following people that are all different shapes and sizes, different um, races, ethnicities, different genders, different abilities, you know, there's some great accounts who like don't, you know, there's so much, it's so, so, so easy to Photoshop yourself nowadays, like uh-huh. literally two taps in an app and you can look completely different or at least like smooth out your skin or whatever it is. Uh-huh. So like looking for people who are showing makeup free photos or are showing their acne or their pimples or like showing their cellulite and not Photoshopping it out. And um, yeah. And I have a blog on my website that, you know, lists like a number of, I think I'm up to like almost a hundred different accounts. Like I just keep putting ones in there, like as a place to start of people who are, you know, sharing more positive messages, but also realistic images and not just kind of like the really Photoshopped, um, professional looking ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. I feel like when I, started hearing that like oh yeah like we're only seeing the same basically the same body over and over again again the same type of person like it's crazy how I, I had never realized that before but once you your awareness is brought to it you're like wow like on billboards and magazines and like, mm-hmm. TV and like everything movies like you're always seeing the same same thing over and over again so um and I think it really is like it's a really like healing thing to start like you said diversifying your feed and just the images that you're bringing in so everything there's not so much pressure. Like you realize, oh, wow, like there's lots of different bodies out there. So it really, I think Mm -hmm. it's impactful. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's the other kind of social media I feel like is always the big one. But you know, if you're someone who still has like diet books hanging around Mm -hmm. or like recipe books that are based around like low calorie or Weight Watchers or things like that, magazines. Oh my goodness. Like one of my friends said she goes through some of the aisles and like turns the magazines over, like the covers over because the covers are, you know, screaming about like, oh, abs this and, you know, your best body and all this stuff. Um, So again, starting to be, like you said, like more conscious and aware. And it is pretty crazy. Like as soon as you really start paying attention, you notice how this stuff is everywhere. Um, you know, but taking the glasses off and you just see it. Yeah, totally, totally. And, you know, I think it's, um, you know, something that I've struggled with really as someone like Mm -hmm. trying to create content, Mm -hmm. um, and like, you know, images and, you know, stuff like that. It's a lot of like the stock images out there are again, Mm -hmm. this like 5% body type. And what's awesome is that, I don't know if you saw the, I think this just came out recently, Refinery29, their 67% project. Oh, no. Um, Yeah. So actually, I'm on their website right now. It talks about how (laughs) most American women are in larger bodies, but they make up less than 2% of the images that we see. So they are, they like are redoing all the images on their site, but then they're Mm -hmm. also making these stock photos available to people um, to use as well. So it's all different. Oh my yeah, God. it's amazing. And then also Canva, which is something that I use to yep. um, 
create images. They also, um, I think they called it like their natural woman series. So they also have like all, it's like abilities and, you know, different like ethnicities, different sizes. It's amazing. So I think this is starting, like people are starting to say like, we want more diversity. We don't want to just see the same like thin white woman all the time. Um, so yeah, I think like slowly but surely, and then, you know, as much as you can do to kind of like filter what you're seeing. Yeah. It can be really helpful. Yeah. That's, that's really good to hear about Canva too. I'm going to have to look into that. Yes. Um, Alyssa, I would love for you to just give, um, yeah, your last two cents of wisdom for, you know, somebody who's listening, who's, um, starting this journey to, you know, maybe intuitive eating or just leaving dieting in the past. Like what, what would you leave that person with, um, for, I don't know, maybe an intention they could set for themselves this time of year or, um, just something that would be helpful for them right now. So I will just say the the thing that I tell, tell everybody that starts in this process is that it is a process and it is a journey and it's, you know, leaving dieting behind and really like reconnecting with your own body is not easy. It's really difficult, but, and it's really difficult at the beginning. So, you know, if you start this out and you're, you know, usually it's like gung ho for a couple of weeks and it feels really great. And then like something happens and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this wrong. Mm -hmm. And you're not doing it wrong. Like that's totally part of the process at the beginning, especially there's lots of ups and downs, but over time, you know, as you reconnect um, to your own body and like listening to your body and building back that body trust, it gets easier and easier. Um, And it really is possible to get to that place where like food is not consuming your thoughts all the time. And, you know, you're able to use that mental energy elsewhere and, you know, you feel more comfortable in your body, even though your body is the same exact size and shape, um, you know, not feeling the need to, to try to change it. So um, really just knowing that it's going to, to take a while and, um, you know, starting out with small steps. I mean, some of the things, you know, to think about in terms of like starting are just about like, trying to clear out that, like build that diet bubble, like clear out that like diet mentality thinking that surrounds you. Um, you know, so really just starting out small and like building up and just knowing that it is a journey. There's no right or wrong way to do it. You're not messing up. And, you know, it's not, I think the other thing I always like to say is that it's not your lack of willpower or your lack of self-control. Um, that's the problem. It's the diets and the diet culture and the diet mentality. That's the problem. Yeah. Take the blame off of yourself. I love that. <laughs> it's a good reminder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alyssa, can you just tell everyone where they can find you and your resources and what you have going on? Sure, sure. So um, my website is alyssarumsey.com. Um, I have lots more resources there, different, you know, my favorite books, podcasts. I also have um, an online intuitive eating course, um, which is a five-week self-paced course. Um, I have an intuitive eating ebook, which has different worksheets. And really, if you are starting out on this journey, this is, that's a great place to start. Um, and then I also have a free Facebook group if anyone wants to come join. It's a Ditch the Diet intuitive eating and body image support group. Um, So if you search ditch the diet support on Facebook, you will find that and we can hopefully put that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, And then on Instagram, I'm also really active and, you know, sharing a lot more of this information. So I'm at Alyssa Rumsey RD on Instagram. Perfect. Yeah. And I'll link to all of those um, in the show notes so people can find you. Um, Great. Again, so much, Alyssa. 
Definitely. Thanks so much. It was fun chatting. All right, guys, that is the episode for this week. I hope that you got a lot out of it. Um, I will be linking in the show notes um, where you can find Alyssa and all of her awesome resources. Um, And as she mentioned, you can find her on Instagram at Alyssa Rumsey RD. Um, So I'll link that below as well. I hope you all have a really great week and I will talk to you soon.